Hi, and welcome to Intuitive Journey with Desiree. I am Desiree Holmes Shirini, your host, and I am joined by the beautiful Jordan Rystrom, who is multi-talented and fun and amazing. And she is a singer-songwriter, a hypnotherapist, a Reiki master, and a sound healer and more. And uh, welcome, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Desiree. I'm so glad this worked out for us to get here. So I'm just really excited to like virtually see you and get to spend some time <laughs> with you. Uh, Jordan and I met um, at HypnoBiz New York last mm -hmm. May, was May of 2018. And we just had so much fun. Like all of us had fun. But I told Jordan, I said, oh, I have to, you know, interview you because she has uh, a really um, wonderful story to share about who she is, how she, who she was, how she's changed, how she got there, and so much of it based on intuition and this being Intuitive yes. Journey with Desiree. I love bringing out stories of why people should listen to their heart and their gut. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm going to start with Jordan. Um, well, I could, I could ask you to start with where you want to start with. Um, and if this isn't it, then let me know. But I'd like to kind of go, go yeah, <laughs> let's, let's kind of go back because like maybe chronologically, um, you, you know, you weren't always in a great place, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, let's like, let people know your background and like what you're speaking out about and trying to share with people mostly right now. So go back oh. to where you were. and. Totally. and all that. Totally. And um, yeah, so, and, and I guess to tie everything together with the intuition, um, you know, throughout what I'm about to say, all of, all of these experiences, all of the pain, all of the addiction, I still could hear God's voice or spirit's voice through all of it. I could, I was always connected even in my darkest hours. And that is really what has pulled me through. So with that said, yeah. um, I mean, we can go as far back to when I was a child and um, my, I, I grew up in a small town in Minnesota and I grew up singing lead in the musicals. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I was Mary Lennox in the secret garden and an adult, oh. yeah, in an adult college production. I was the child star at 12 cool. years old. Um, I grew up just singing and playing and dancing and my father uh, was a musician in Minnesota. And so I just grew up with so much music and love. And my dad, um, what struggled with drugs and alcohol, um, okay. ever since I was seven. And so I kind of grew up from like age seven to 13, kind of like witnessing my dad struggle with this disease that I really realized was a disease because my mom would take us to, um, you know, like Al-Anon and like children are people too. And like oh. all of these different things so that we could learn that like what our dad had was a disease and it wasn't like his fault per se. Yeah. So um, and I was the most connected with my father because of our music background and because of our creativity. And so through all of this, um, I, I could back, it's like funny cause looking, looking back now, I can realize I had all these like addict tendencies, even as a kid, okay. like Flintstone, like when my mom would give us the Flintstone multivitamins and it says like, take two a day, I would take like four, you know, like <laughs> I would all, I would always push the yeah. envelope on everything and I was always like an extremist right I either did it and I was the lead in the musical or 
I got a chorus role and I dropped out because I didn't want to do it at all. Oh, that's Which, interesting. Mm-hmm, uh. mm-hmm. So I kind of like grew up with that like chip on my shoulder, which is really interesting because looking back now, I was like, wow, I really did have that. And I was like, I didn't really care what people said. I did my own, I marched to the beat of my own drum, you know, all of that stuff. And then when I was 13, um, my father actually, his body gave out on him and he fell over one day at his job and he had a seizure and a cardiac arrest and his heart stopped for 23 minutes before the pyramid could get it started again. And that was because of just years of drug, you know, years of alcohol, binge drinking and drug use. And so when I was 13, that's when I like lost the sense of who my father was. Like he was my best friend. We would, you know, despite his addiction and the fact that he always drank away from the family and it was his own problem filled with guilt and shame and blame for himself where he would hurt himself. I was so spiritually connected to him through music and through creativity Uh and like, Again, I didn't know back then I was an addict, but it's like one addict to another. Like we can really connect and understand each other on a different level. And so when I lost the sense of who he was, um, what I mean by that is he's still alive, but he's kind of like three steps up from a vegetable. He needs 24 hour care. He really? So it, yeah. to- it totally like there was a one day he's himself and the next day he's no longer playing his music. He's no longer the yeah. the, the well, the guy that, yep. you, you know, you, like you say, we're so connected with, and that's, yeah. that's almost like a death. That's, that's, it death. is. It, it's almost worse than a death because still you here. still have to be around that person. Like yeah. you, it's very hard to process when someone, you know, becomes yeah. a different person because you're like, they're still there. And I, my mind, my subconscious mind doesn't know how to quantify that. It doesn't know how to forgive. It doesn't know how to forget. It doesn't know how to, to heal right? Yeah. And so there's all of that too. And I'm 13 and that's like the cusp of, know. you know, as hypnotherapists, we know yeah. seven to 13, those are the developmental years where everything yeah. is like integrating so into our Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so he, yeah, he had an anoxic brain injury. So be, it was because he was dead for so long. There was no brain to hit or there was no brain. There was no oxygen to his brain and that caused him to have this uh, uh, brain injury. So still to this day, he, he's living and he lives in Minnesota. My mom takes care of him. But, but kind of to add that to my story, that was the underlying like factor growing up where I was like, I had a dad. I loved him. I knew he struggled. I understood why he struggled. And then I didn't really have a dad anymore. And then I became a mother. That's really fundamental to everything that follows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then I became like the mother to my family and I, you know, was babysitting at 11 years old or younger, you know, take my, I have a little sister. I was the oldest. And so I would just take care of us. And like, we made ends meet so that we didn't lose the house because my dad was the breadwinner mm-hmm. and, you know, we had to sell cars, you know, just, you know, like the whole family and my, and my mom, she's so strong through all of this, you know, making things work for my sister and I. So just imagine like little Jordan has to become an adult and she wasn't ready to become an adult so fast. And then that's actually when I was 13 and he was in the hospital in the ICU room about to die. That's the first time I clearly can remember hearing God's voice. And for anyone listening, I I use the word God, but you can call it spirit, Buddha, universe, uh, energy, whatever, whatever works for you. That's just the the terminology that I use. Um, And so I clearly heard this voice and it was, Jordan, he's not going to die. He's going to walk you down the aisle at your wedding. 
He's not going to die. He's going to walk you down the aisle at your wedding. And so I remember I'm 13 in the ICU room and I'm like, mom, mom, he's not going to die. He's going to walk you down the aisle at your wedding. And she's just like, what's going on? Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And, and then when we were there holding, you know, begging for him to wake up, you know, my mom's like, Todd, open your eyes, open your eyes, Todd. And I'm like at the foot of the bed and like, singing and just just we're all just here and just praying and then boom he opens his eyes wow so it was it was one of those things where I was like all right like this is like real TV, like one of those like doctor shows you know yeah <laughs> that moment where like yeah <laughs> my life someday will be a hallmark special like yeah that's it, yeah <laughs> maybe it'll be like in the yeah. theaters you know Exactly. No, only bad stories go there. It'll be a Hallmark special. It'll be a happy yeah. ending story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come see the Hallmark special. Yeah. Um, and so from that moment, I really just grew my belief, my faith, my intuition, my trust. I was like, I'm fully supported no matter what. And now again, all of a sudden I'm an adult without a father, you know, a, a 13 year old adult. Um, yeah. and then I clung on to all the addictions before drugs and alcohol. So, and the reason I'm telling you chronologically is cause like my first addiction was, um, attention men, right. I always had a boyfriend from age 13 to oh up until recently where I took a break for a while and now I actually have found the love of my life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I've seen that on Facebook. You yeah. guys look very yep. cute together. Thank we'll, you. we'll have to ask about um, him more later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. We will Maybe we'll make a cameo. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I, yeah, totally addicted to love codependency. Cause it's like, you know, you lose someone and then you're like, Oh, what do I have anymore? Yeah. And, um, just literally every addiction you can think of food, um, you know, wanting to be loved, um, shopping addiction. Oh my God. Shopping kicked in when I was 18 and got a credit card. Uh Oh, now I'm still dealing with that stuff now, you know, in, in recovery, variety. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so it's like, I, I had all the addictions and I, and I call it whack-a-mole, you know, it's like you stop shopping and then something else comes out. You stop drinking and then something else comes out. Yeah. You stop uh, doing drugs and then eating comes out. Right. So it's like, yeah. and it's like a constant, it's a spiritual um, a spiritual program in terms of my recovery. Like I need, once I'm connected to spirit, those things all fall away, but it's when I'm not connected is when that will come out in uh-huh. its various forms. Right. And so I grew up and then we'll fast forward to LA. So I went to college, Berkeley college of music. Yeah. Um, it was amazing and fun. And I studied songwriting, vocal performance and music therapy. Then I moved to LA and LA is really where like my addiction was born, at least the addiction that people could see more. So, right. um, partying you know I lived the Hollywood life right I was like I'm in LA I'm 21 years old I just turned 21 when I walked off the plane wow and I you know I just I can imagine yeah and I had actually just upon arriving in LA um within six months I had finally separated from my abusive boyfriend and mm-hmm. I say abusive as in it was mental, it was emotional for a couple of years. And then at the very end, it turned physical. I had to call the cops on him. And so when that happened, I had just arrived in LA. I was 21 and I had nobody. I didn't know anyone. He was like the codependent person that wouldn't, didn't want me to leave the house or hang out with friends. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. Wild child came out, right? 
So like, Wild Child came out because, yeah. yeah, because I had like for the last three years, all through college we dated, I had been repressed. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do this. You can't, he wouldn't let me drink or do drugs. So I would sneak him behind his back. But like, but like I had been so repressed. And so then boom, yep. Like you call me now. I'm a wild child as a dancer, but <laughs> the wild child fully came out in all of its forms. And and it just came out in a way that like I just didn't love myself. You know, I was abusing my body, my mind, my spirit in all of its forms. You know, if you can think of it, I probably did it. And sure um, a lot of it was probably almost like uh in reaction to him. Like you it, even if it was hurting yourself, you're like, well. I'll show him I'm going to do whatever I want. And so many people do that stuff. They're like, mm-hmm. like they, they do stuff that's stupid <laughs> or not yeah. good for them just yeah. in, in a reaction to totally. somebody or something else. Yeah. And they don't totally. stop to think who, who, who's this hurting? Yeah, exactly. And even yeah. when we were together, like in college and he literally was like, you can't leave the house. You can't buy clothes for yourself. He would force me to, cut up any new clothes I bought. If he like intercepted the package, he would force me to cut them up with a scissor. No, he's a keeper. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, but he would like hold hold a glass of orange juice over my laptop. It's like threatening. I'll pour this orange juice all over your laptop. If you don't cut up your clothes. And it was, it was so intense. And so of course, and then I wasn't receiving any affection, right? I, cause he would hold that back too. So then I would go out and do things that I'm not proud of, like cheat on him and do other, th- you know, things. Cause I was like, he's, I'm not getting it here. So I deserve to have this here. Right. But I guess it didn't do much for you. Yeah. All part of the learning process for sure. So yeah. I really feel like, and that's why I'm a healer now because I feel like I can really help anyone through anything because I'm like, I've been there. Like been I, can there. Yeah. Both sides. I can really feel that empathy. I can, I can be there with each person and understand because it's the human experience, right? Both yeah. the, you know, the black and the white, the light and the dark. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where I'm going from there, but. Uh. <laughs> so, so that's where that, well, so in your twenties, then you drinking, partying, mm-hmm. and you kind of lost that connection. Yeah. You know, especially, we, you know, being involved with that guy. Yeah. I can imagine that that, you know, you were not allowed to talk to God. I'm sure you were yeah. not allowed to have spirituality. You're not allowed to have any self-love, you know, and then you probably carried that whole identity with you for a while. So how did you shred, you know, shed and shred that message? Like when did, when did that transition start happening for you? When you let go of that BS? <laughs> yeah. Like you mean, when did I like transition more into recovery? Yeah. And, and yeah, so- what was the catalyst for that? Yeah. So it's funny because God works in mysterious ways, right? The universe always has its way of leading you um, through. So I had, I was, so my, my major addiction, like the one that took me down to the point of like surrender was Adderall. And that's a focus pill Mm -hmm. that is prescribed to many kids, many uh, young adults, college students, and it's abused and it is highly addictive. And so I actually do a lot of speaking out on that and like putting your kids on medication when there's so many other ways they can be like, really, my personal belief is that they just need to be more creative and allow themselves to get that energy out in a different way. Because I was so creative before that drug. And then I became a zombie. And then of course, I didn't use prescription anymore. I would buy it off the black market and like ship coffee bean bags of these pills across the country. Oh, really? It got, Um, oh, it it, (laughs) 
<laughs> it went all the way. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, like that's one of the big things I talk about is like, you know, trying, you know, for, go to the natural stuff first, go to mind, body, go to, you know, herbal, go to, you know, mm-hmm. but the doctors, you go to a doctor and they're just like this pill, this pill, this pill oh, yeah. and, and Adderall or any of those, they, they're really, you know, my two cents worth is they're made to manage the classroom. They're not really made to yeah. help the child they're made to yeah. help the child fit into the you know the square hole because yeah. he doesn't or she doesn't you know isn't manageable by the people that want to manage that instead of, it's not for the kid it's for yeah. the uh, environment that they're trying to shove that yeah. kid into so and i agree you know and handle their child yeah and it's and- very, it's very you know it is difficult that uh society doesn't only has usually the standards are certain ways. This is mm-hmm. the way instead of having more alternatives and, and like outlets yeah. for kids, you know, anyway. Totally. And, and, you know, don't get me started on the pharmaceutical market because yeah. doctors are paid like, Hey, give out 80 prescriptions this month and we'll send you on a trip. It's like mm-hmm. they're basically bribed. And I've heard that first account from some people that are in that industry. That's like, they're not, always looking out for your highest and greatest good. There are some doctors that are amazing and great and are there like, this isn't everyone, but there's a lot of that going on in the industry. And it just, it really hurts me because people don't think for themselves and they give their power away to the doctors and they make the doctors their higher power. Oh, the doctor knows everything, you know, they're human too. That was something I had to learn myself too. You know, you think, Oh, the doctor knows the doctor knows, but there been, there were uh, enough incidences where, like they're do this or do that. And I'm like, yeah. uh, but, and they're like, no, no, you need to do it this way. And then I did it that way or whatever. And I'm like, you know, even with when my kids were sick, the, like when my daughter was younger, she had something called intersusception. And, you know, talk mm-hmm. about intuition. And that's mm-hmm. when she was a baby. She was like two years old. And that's when your intestine gets sucked into itself and creates a blockage. And oh, wow. so oh, every 20 minutes she was throwing up and crying in pain and then she'd be okay. And then throwing up, and so we took her to the emergency room. The doctor says it's the flu. And I'm like, no, you know, I don't think it's the flu, you know? And he goes, no, no, it's the flu. Just take her home, give her fluids. So I'm like, well, what do I do? I took her to the emergency room. The doctor says it's a flu, take her home. But I knew there was something wrong. And I wish, I wish I had gone say, I need to talk to another doctor. Took her home. Yep. We went all night long with the poor thing doing this. So first thing in the morning, I took her into the regular doctor office and they did a um, ultrasound. And that mm. doctor said she could have died because the blockage, you know, it w- the, her intestines could have burst. And wow. um, so they just had to do a procedure where they open, you know, it wasn't surgery luckily. And she would yeah. have had to have, but I'm like, yeah, I knew that, you know, it's like when you know, but yeah. you, and I think we all do that. Like we all like, sometimes, you know, but you don't mm-hmm. speak up and you don't do it. And so like, that's why I'm like always saying yeah. like, listen to your own voice, you know, your anyway, body, listen to that's, that's my little thing about like doc, one example of yeah. listening to the doctor and being like, mm, I should have just listened to myself. Cause we know our own bodies and our own children the best. We really do. Yeah. Anyway. yeah and then like, 
the other part about that is like we do know that but like a lot of people are really scared to step into their own power which is why I created my business awaken the glow for that reason because I want to help awaken the glow within all of us because so many people just don't even think they're powerful they think they they live in fear and guilt and shame and say well I'm not good enough I can't speak up for myself. I can't listen to my own body. And then they just delegate to people in white coats and then they get pill after pill after prescription after prescription where they can't even listen to their body, even if they wanted to, because it's so uh, infiltrated with toxins. Mm -hmm. So yep. Again, that's a whole nother podcast, but (laughs) (laughs) I did sidetrack. So personally then, okay. uh, Toward your recovery. So I kept getting pokes. So like my whole addiction kind of went through like about three to four years of, of being in LA. And um, I kept getting pokes from what I would call like God pokes. Like, yeah. Hey, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Like my angels were like, um, Hey, are you done yet? And there would be little things that would happen. Never anything super serious. Um, like I never lost my job. I never, you know, some people like go to jail rehab, yeah. you know, I ne- that wasn't part of my story. Um, which again is funny because when you're in recovery, it almost makes you feel like I'm not good enough to even be in recovery because I didn't have it bad enough. Is some I got to reach that. over and plug in. I'm listening. Keep going. <laughs> and um, so I kept getting these pokes. Like I would, I would be driving home in Hollywood and pop a tire. Like I would never get in accidents with other people. I would usually just do something to myself. Yeah. That was not the best. And so like I'd pop a tire and be like, Hey, are you done yet? Like, seriously, this needs to be, I would get pulled over by a cop and the cop would not like I was, I would be high and drunk and the cop would let me go. And I don't know how this happened, but it was like, Hey, Hey, like seriously, this could figure, have been bad. Yeah. Figure this out. Yeah. And then it's funny because um, sometimes our addictions can serve us because um, I actually entered into a, a new codependent relationship and the guy, I kind of, you know, made him my higher power per se. And the guy was like on day three of us dating. He's like, Hey babe, I think you're an addict. Oh. And I'm like, (laughs) I was like, excuse me. And he's like, yeah. Like, he's like, I'm in recovery. He's like, I'm four months sober. And like, I just, he's like the way that you talk and that you react to things and like just the whole, he's like, I just think that you are also an addict. And I was like, I was offended, you know, first of all, I was like, how dare he say that? I'm amazing. Right. And I've got this under control and I gave up Adderall on my own three months ago, but then I had a, then I had a relapse and that, that one tiny sliver of a pill that I relapsed on had me order a whole nother pill in one moment. And it was like, okay, I have a problem. This is unrecognized it then. So, well, yeah, with the Adderall pills, I was like, this is unmanageable. I need help. But then I still didn't think I had a problem with alcohol, but it's like, the thing is it's all related. Like you're not just an alcoholic or just a drug addict. Like when you're an addict, you're an addict. It's it's like the alcohol wasn't the problem. It was the solution. The pills weren't the problem. They were the solution to a spiritual malady that is missing uh, the black hole that's missing inside of us because we're not filling it with the love and light of source. And that's, you know, one of the things in my practice that I like to, you know, if people will allow me when I'm working with them, I tell them if they want to, they come to me like maybe they want to stop smoking or they want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can give you 
you know, some motivation and some techniques. I said, but I really like to go to the core of the problem because you can lose weight, but then something is going to come up someplace else. Like you said, whack-a-mole. And exactly. if you go to the core, then that empty spot is not there anymore or something's yeah. resolved. Whatever yeah. makes you want to do these things can be. Really- yeah. And it's like the root. Yeah. yeah the root of the yeah. tree. Pull it like out by just- the roots or you're just cutting down the weed and the weed keeps coming back. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I, and I find in my experience, it's normally rooted to lack of self-love, lack of self-confidence, lack of self-worth. Mm-hmm. And that's like this deep root that, yeah, like, and that's going to sprout out in different branches, like yeah. smoking, weight, you know, weight gain, you know, gambling, shopping, sex addiction, all of that, like, but it's all rooted in that deep mm-hmm. you know, lack yeah. of um, co- really connection. Because when we are connected to source, like, I, and when I'm super connected, I'm like, I am infinite and I'm connected to everyone and everything. It's so amazing, you know, and it's almost like living, like choosing to step into that 5d reality every single day instead of living the mundane in the 3d. Mm Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so I kept back to my story. I kept getting these pokes and I, and then I met this guy. So after the Adderall thing happened, I was like, Ooh, I have a problem. I kind of realized that a problem. And then the guy called me out on it like a month later and I was like, okay, fine. I'll join you at an, uh, an, 12 step meeting. So I go into the meeting and it's in the nicest part of the Pacific Palisades. Oh, that's and nice. And they're like free coffee, free donuts. And I'm like, Oh, this is great. And I walk in and then I hear there's an old man speaking up front who's like 80 years old. And I was like, in my head, I'm judging it. I'm like, there's yeah. no way I'm going to get anything out of this. Right. I have nothing in common with that man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like tells my story. And I'm just like, ah, and I'm crying. I'm like, I'm an, I'm an addict. Okay. Okay. I was like, I want to be sober. Like, let's do this. Yeah. And so, um, after that initial meeting, um, then like the next night was Halloween and I had already planned this crazy Halloween drinking bus. And I tried to go on the bus and not drink. And oh. then I, couldn't not drink. So I, that's when I, that was really important for me to be like, wow, Jordan, you can't stop. So therefore you need to either surrender it all or keep living the life that you want to live. And so the, so my sobriety date is November 1st, 2015, because that next morning I was like, all right, God, I really do have to just surrender. I can't try to not drink. I literally have to give it up completely. I have to give all of this lifestyle up completely. And I did. And I just asked, I said, you know, please take this from me. So I'm free of it forever. Like I'm, I'm done. And it was just, it was this moment of just giving it up and saying like, no matter what, you know, I'm going to move forward in my life no matter what, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to do, you know, weed or pills or edibles, any of that, no matter what. And I can get through this. And so then I got support, you know, I joined the 12 step program. I got a sponsor. I, you know, worked through the steps. It's so yeah. amazing. I really recommend, even if you're not an addict to look into that, cause I think it's a spiritual, it, it's, it's a, it's all based on spiritual principles and it's really mm-hmm. amazing a cleaning house with your own life and getting clear. And so and yeah, I'm, I, now I'm here today and this November will be four years. Uh, Congratulations. So. Yeah, and it's, it, it's got to feel great though, because all, all that, the, all the other time it was, even if it was fun, it was mm-hmm. 
like a fun monkey hanging onto your back, right? With claws, oh, you yeah. know, oh, look how cute oh, he yeah. is, you know, but you're like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there would I, always be like yeah. a dread. There'd always be like a, an inner dread, you know, like that. What, what about the next morning? Or like I would go drinking to escape the fact that my bills weren't paid that month, you know? So it's like, there was always, yeah. again, it was the solution. It was helping me feel good in the moment, but then I would have to come back to reality. And I always consider drugs and alcohol to be a source of, I say it's like mm, synthetic. It's a synthetic connection to God. We're always synthetically trying to connect mm. with these substances that are not the organic connection that we all, is. it's our birthright to have that organic connection and to be free. Yeah, and I like that term synthetic. I'm going to steal that from you and use it when I'm talking about that because yeah. it's true that we all have what we need inside, but we're always looking out there. It's the pill, oh, yeah. it's the trip, it's the shopping. Like you say, it's like, oh, if, and, you know, well, when I get this or if I just had that or, it, you know, if yeah. I, but it's, you know, people need to stop looking outside because it's in here. And yep. sometimes you got to go through tough shit, <laughs> tough stuff yeah, Seriously, to yeah. get to do like, it, it's almost like, um, clearing the mud off of a beautiful stone, you know, totally. so just have to push, yeah. and push and wash. And then you're like, Oh, there it is. You know? Yep. So yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I like that synthetic uh, word yeah. that it's not yeah, and real. It's, it's make believe and it doesn't satisfy. It's like so I'll always, or that fake fat they put in the potato chips. It just makes you sick. <laughs> so yeah. And I always check in like nowadays, even I check in with myself. I'm like, am I doing this to have a synthetic connection or am I doing this to have a conscious organic connection? Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I'm like, Oh, Jordan, you're eating right now to have a synthetic connection. So, so let's, let's reframe. Yeah. yeah it's you know, and it's, it's about being conscious. Like, nobody's perfect. I am not like, just because I'm sober does not mean I'm perfect in, by any means. And that's not, you know, that's never what I'm promoting. I'm like, yes, I'm a healer because I've been there. Yes. I'm a hypnotherapist because I, I studied this and I've been there. Like I've been there and I still go there sometimes. No, yeah, you know, it's, but it's, it's like, you know, we all have this, you know, it's, it's just the difference between being like the low dips and staying down that, you know, yeah. I think, I think everybody, like you said, nobody's perfect. If they are perfect, I bet they're not perfect. <laughs> if, if they are, oh, perfect, if, they say if they're they perfect, they're trying. really not perfect. Right. They're the ones who are mm -hmm. like, well, I'm, you know, you know, Tammy Faye Baker or something like that. Right. <laughs> Praise. And, I'm and perfect. I, you know, no, Yeah. there's something and, in there. Yeah. <laughs> and being so. in LA for the last eight years, I can't tell you how many celebrities and influencers I've worked with as clients that, they portray this perfect life on social yeah. media and then they're coming to me bawling and crying about how much they're so sad and yeah. their lives are a mess, but yeah. they don't show that, which I think is the problem the, like the world right now, all we want is vulnerable, authentic, real connection yeah. because we're less connected than ever organically. We're on, you know, zoom and we're on Instagram and like yeah. people are craving that authentic yeah. connection. And, and, and to be a celebrity is like, like what a lot of pressure and no wonder mm -hmm. they, they need people like you or me, you know, to come and, but even better if like you could send the message out there and, you know, it's been, people have been trying for years about like the airbrushed picture and about the, you know, um, they've been trying for years. Hopefully the message yep. will just get out there and there will be more authentic people sharing their realness 
you know, and, and I think, I think a few, you know, a few are, but still there's the, there's the plastic appearance of people, which is so sad. Yeah. And then, you know, then you hear somebody like somebody like, Oh my gosh, that person, so-and-so they had it all and they committed suicide, you know, yeah. Be, yeah. because, because they weren't allowing themselves to be everything they are. They were yeah. trying to be one little piece, which yeah. looks perfect, but wasn't connected. Like yeah. you said. Exactly. And that's why I say you got to check on your strong friends like us healers, Desiree. We need to support each other because we're the ones that are more afraid to show our weakness, quote unquote. You know, I don't I don't consider it a weakness, but we're more afraid to show our vulnerability. Like, that's why I put out videos of me tapping and crying. I put out videos publicly of myself. Well, next time I have too many glasses of wine and I start crying, I'm going to pull out and I'm going to say, I'm not perfect. I had a bad day. Yeah. And, and I put myself out there, you know, I was, when I moved to Nashville, a lot of stuff kind of came crashing down for me. And like, I got really present to the fact that I'm like, all right, the universe wants me here, but it also cleared everything from my path financially. Um, I didn't feel safe in my own home, uh, sexual abuse. Like I had all of those experiences upon moving here. And like, I had another, it's like an up, it's a constant up leveling. It was like, I feel like the playing field got clear again. And I got this blank slate to start over and be like, all right, I got to trust my only, my only safety in this entire world is with my connection to source. Mm -hmm. That is my safety, not my bank account, not who I'm dating, not anything like nothing else outside of me, not my, not even my home or my belongings, all of that can fall away. But Mm -hmm. I just, it's, it's that, that's the safety. And when we trust and have massive faith and take aligned action, that's when we can create the lives that we desire and become the author of our lives, co-writing with spirit. Yeah. And a lot of people, um, well, I think most of the people listening to this will understand those terms. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people will start to dismiss, you know, oh, spirit, co-writing, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because they're like, oh, that sounds too woo-woo. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I sometimes myself struggle. How can I put that in words mm-hmm. for, like, I do, I do bring up subjects like this all the time with mm-hmm. people that I know outside of our venue mm-hmm. and um and i try to kind of drip 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 ideas out there mm-hmm. um and so what what are some of the ways that you would share that with somebody who has probably never even thought about spirituality or about source or about like that connection or about internal mm-hmm. strength like, well yeah that's why i that's why i do music okay to, yeah reach the masses, right? On the radio stations and have people will hear my song on the radio, uh, like Dead Sober, for example, and they'll find my social media and they'll follow me on like Facebook or Instagram or my YouTube channel. And then through my social media, that's where I can speak more into my beliefs. Um, But through like music is a beautiful way because music is the universal language. Mm -hmm. Like everyone can resonate with that. And so my music is not in, it's, it's inherently spiritual deep down. It has, but it's not Christian, Christian, no pop gospel or something like that. So it can reach more people. 
yeah, it's mainstream pop, you know, for the most part for what I do. And I do that on purpose for exactly the reason that you're saying to reach people because there'll be something that hits them with the song. And they're like, I want to know more. That is the opening. That's the door. That's the light opening for them to explore more into this world. Right. Because you ought to have an opening. If, if the door is closed, you know, there's, there's nothing we can do about it, but there's the opening. And then, um, I usually find that people find my music, then they find my social and then through my, you know, how I explain things, yeah, they're kind of like, all right, like yeah, first right. they think I'm crazy and then something will happen in their life <laughs> and then they'll see my tapping video and then they'll start tapping and then they'll be like, oh, she talks a lot about hypnotherapy and like the mind. Hmm. And it's like, you know, marketing tells us people have to see you seven times, your same message seven times before they get it. Right. Yeah. And I kind of find that it's like that. And I've had a lot of people and I'm not here to convert anyone into believing anything, except but for maybe believing in themselves. Exactly. You know? exactly. Like that's all we want to do is <laughs> right. Yeah. Is convert them to be, uh, have faith in themselves. Yeah. And awaken the glow. And that's why my business and my music is awaken the glow. It's about awakening that glow within taking your power back, having massive faith in whatever your faith is and a lot taking aligned action with your life and allowing that to create this anointed path that then you can manifest whatever you want through visualization, through hypnosis, through all these other things that I teach and then take one-on-one -on -one clients and, and group clients on. Yeah. Um, so to me, it all relates. And I've also learned Desiree, um, cause I did used to try to speak to everyone, not just with my music, but with like all my postings. And then I realized I was speaking to no one because I was actually not being authentic. So I found that the more I speak like really clear to my vision and my beliefs, the more I attract the people that I meant to speak to. Yeah. And and subsequently, the more I repel the people that aren't meant to hear my message, and that's okay. I've had to become okay with that. Like, I'm not trying to win everyone over in life. That's not what we're here for. And if I was, then I'd be tapping into my people pleasing, which I'm a, I'm in recovery for people pleasing. You know, <laughs> me too. I'm I'm working yep. on that. Working on that people pleasing. Yeah. So so I kind of I guess my advice is like speak your message. And do it with confidence and clarity and you, we will attract our perfect people that are meant to hear the message and that are inspired. And then those that are on the, you know, Hey, like I, I like her energy because our energy speaks for ourselves too. No matter what comes out of our mouth, it's how we show up in life. So and you definitely have the energy. <laughs> yeah. My dancing on the boat. Yeah, you're full of good energy. I love it. Thank but you. So often like I'll have clients that are like, I like your energy. And then I'll be like, yeah, do you want, if you want, they're like, I, I like your energy and I want to work with you. And I'm like, all right, well here, let me send you my Yelp reviews. They're like, no, no, no. I don't need to see your reviews. Like, I just, I like your energy. I want to work with you. And that's, that's it. And then even if they're not spiritual, I'm like, well, just so you know, I'm really like, when you come to my office, like there's rugs and crystals and they're like, I don't care. Like I, 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 I can see yep. that there's something here and I want to work with this. So again, I just, I just be myself and I don't yep. try to hold back what, what I believe in. And I also don't try to convert anyone. I just show up and then the perfect people are attracted to my message. Yeah. And, and you know what, and here's a um, similar strain here is as anybody like to talk about people pleasing or listening to other people's voices. That was a big one for me. And that's why like uh, my focus is on building personal intuition and, and that because it was like my 
experience to, to bring mm-hmm. it back in. And even as a professional, I have friends who say, I don't know if you should be like telling people about that because mm-hmm. you might scare them away. And then I, I had to like sit and think, wait a minute. And I thought, but, but the whole point is I need to listen to my own intuition and be who I am. Like I said, be authentic yeah. and, and the, the right people will work with me and the wrong people won't want to. And my, yeah. my place is full it's of crystals and, and, you know, tarot and Oracle cards and, and, you know, all sorts of different, I, I, I love being surrounded by that. And I, and I love that, uh, you know, uh, exploring every mm-hmm. method. I've, I've got like the Bible stick, sitting next to the yeah. Bhagavad Vita and, you know, they're, yeah. they're yeah. Uh, all, all of it. And um, so it took, it took me a lot to jump into saying, yeah, I, I love the metaphysical and speaking out more about what people would call weird or woo woo. And I do a yeah. lot of that on this show is introduce stuff like that, as well as helping fields like we're doing now. And I love it when it ties together, like you are, yeah. you know, exactly. exactly. And, and similar to you does like, I actually on Sundays, I go to two churches. I have mm-hmm. one church, which is like more traditional Christian based. Mm-hmm. And then I have another church called Unity and it's interfaith yeah. and it's beautiful. And I love both of them. And like, people can't comprehend that. Like, I'm like, I'm like, you put God, you put religion in a box. Yeah. The difference with me is I've opened the box exactly. and I've allowed the expansion of what God is yeah. to encompass my entire life. He, uh, yeah, yeah. One of my pet peeves is where, where it's like, people think God is only defined by their God. And I go on about that sometimes too, but you know, he, and I, I just recently made like a little meme that was like, forgot exactly what I said, but it was like, you know, God, God is too big to fit onto the page of any yeah. book or something like yeah. that. It, you know? it only it, separates us. It only uses fear tactics that are man-made that are not God I know. Guilt to keep us separated from each other. And guess what? We're all humans, no matter black, white woman, man, you know, sexual identity, we're humans. When we, we all bleed the same blood. We all have skeletons. When we die, we like, we become the same thing and we come into earth. We come into this life the same way. We're all humans. And that's what I'm here to teach. Like, yeah, God is good and great and created all of this. So guess what? And he just has lots of different names. Wherever people came from, he has a different name, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's a whole nother podcast too. Yeah. So I want to exactly. get... <laughs> Back to what took you to um, Nashville? Oh my gosh. Okay. So, well, God. So I, I do a sort of channeling through uh, via Rose Quartz Pendulum. Okay. And so I have this, this chart and the pendulum and I say like 20 minutes of prayers, um, you know, protecting my, my channeling that only God and angels yeah. and anything from the heavenly realm. is. I do, the, I do the same. Yeah. We should get together with our pendulums. Yeah. We, we should. We should. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love working with the pendulum. And so I will get paragraphs of messages coming through for me. And I specifically speak with God and Archangel Michael. Those are the two that come through for me every single time. Okay. And, um, yeah, usually no, nothing else. So it's like, all right, like I'm either getting it straight from source or I'm getting, you know, Archangel Michael, who's like my ascended master who kind of like, he kind of like is tough. He's tough loving on me. He's like, Jordan, you're, you're here for big things. So like get your act together. Right. And so 
my message was because I was freaking out because I had wanted to. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think. I got multiple messages. Um, this was at the beginning of this year, but it was overall the message was do not fear this move. You are completely safe and protected. Greater things are in the works and you're being moved. The reason that you're being led to Nashville is to become more well known. Oh. And now I loved that because it didn't say to be a famous singer. It didn't say to be a famous healer. It just said more well-known in general, which is what I'm here to do. Like my mission, my purpose to be on a bigger platform to reach more right. people. Exactly. Through, again, whatever creative avenue I'm in at that moment. Mm -hmm. And so I got that message to be more well-known. And then it's funny because I was stressing about like, which moving company should I go with and which date should I book the moving company? And like, those are the kinds of things too, where Archangel Michael will come in and be like, Jordan, book Ben-Hur February 27th in the morning. Like I'll get direct messages like that too. Wow. Um, exactly. And I'm like, all right. And I'll That's just go. Like, yeah. yeah. It's really handy. Also, if I ever lose my passport, I'll be like, where's my passport? It'll tell me exactly where it is. It's great. That's great. <laughs> so I get really direct and clear messages through the pendulum, also through prayer and meditation. And I get intuitive hits all day. You know, it's yeah. not like I just have to use the pendulum. That's like, if I'm looking for really, really, um, if I'm looking for like really deep and clear messages, I'll go there. But otherwise throughout the day, intuitive hits all day long. And it's funny because I still, to this day, sometimes don't listen to all of them. And I'm like, why do I not listen to all of them? Like <laughs> I need to trust myself, you know? And I think, I think people get, you're, you know, you ever walked, you and I will understand this, walking along and um, like a sentence will just pop in my mind yep. or, or a name or a word or a color. And I'm yep. like, yeah. And I, you know, ign ignore it. But, but if I stop and, and acknowledge it and say, what's yeah. that about? Why would that come up? I usually can trace it to a purpose and something that's to benefit me. And so exactly. I, so this little voice is, is always talking. We just need to kind of like take, like pay attention to it when something comes. So listeners and watchers, video yeah. watchers, when something just kind of pops in out of the blue, like uh, that doesn't, it's not part of a normal conversation or whatever's happening in your head. Yeah. Stop and listen to it, pay attention to it, make yeah. a note of it and go yes. back to it later if you need to. But there's a yeah. reason, you know, there's, there's, totally there's something in there for you to know. Did you kind of just keep track? Mm -hmm. So those little, like, like you say, these little uh, messages and yeah. it's our intuition and, and it's message from either beyond or inside, but whatever you want to call yep. it, yep. it, it's message and, for us. Yeah. Totally. And then for me, I had to go through the process of learning to discern what was my ego and what was my higher power. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that too. Cause like there's the inner roommate, the ego. And I don't know, have you ever read the untethered soul by Michael Singer? It sounds familiar. I might own it and not have read it yet because I love it. Okay, yeah. Books. Most of us have many books we haven't read. I probably least. own it. I'll go look for it. Yeah. So that book, I call it the modern day Bible. Like it's amazing. Like just, just read it. I, I recommend it to all my clients is like, rec like required reading to work with me. So like the untethered soul talks a lot about the, the roommate inside our head. That's always there, always yakking the ego, the ego, the, like, like the, the jealous self, the manipulative self, yeah. all of that. And then there's, then there's like, it's like the devil and the angel on the shoulders in the movie, yeah. you know, but it's similar to that where it's like, then there's your higher self, your intuition, your, your highest, you know, whether you want to call that God or your higher self or whatever, then there's that. And that's what we're looking to discern mm -hmm. and to tap into that. And it's a process, you know, sometimes I'm like, Oh, is that really like God? Or is that 
what I want. Is that self-will run riot or is that God's will that I'm here to live? Right. What's it based on too? And I find that with relationships too. Like sometimes if I, um, you know, get frustrated or jealous or angry at someone for not being who I want them to be. Um, one of the biggest thing I learned was to like, let go and say, it's not about me. Their behavior is who they need to be. And, you know, I mean, it's almost like this letting go. So when I think of jealousy or anger at someone, I realize yeah. that's my ego. That's when it's, it's about, it's about the me here on earth, little, you know, important me, whereas yes, I'm important, but it's a different kind of way that, yeah, I can let that person know how I feel about something, but mm-hmm. I can let go and allow, allow that person to be or feel or act like they are without it being about me. I don't know if this ties in, like, like if you're yeah, understanding yeah. my connection here, it's like, that's how I hear my ego. But when I'm hearing my higher power self, I have more power, mm-hmm. not subject to someone else's behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I feel good. Yeah. And, and I let that, that come in instead of being stuck in the trying to control things mm-hmm. that, that aren't mm-hmm. mine to control. And when I'm stuck in the ego, that's the other thing about, I've, I've learned this recently, like the vulnerability aspect of building deep relationships. Like instead of you can build deep or you can build wide. It's like, if you're wide, you have a bunch of acquaintances and like mm-hmm. it's happy go lucky. And like, everything's usually good with the friends, but then there's like the deep relationships that I'm really working on, like being my vulnerable open self. Because when you like, I will have those thoughts. I'll be like, Hey, I'm feeling jealous right now. And then instead of internalizing it and beating myself up, which I used to do, I used to internalize it and be like, Jordan, what's wrong with you? This is your stuff. This has nothing to do with them. This is your stuff. Work on it. Like you're such an asshole. Like that's the, that's the negative self-talk that is not helpful for us. So, you know, I'll tap on that. I'll tap on that and I'll say all that stuff out loud. But in the moment, if I'm with that person, like part of my practice of vulnerability yeah. is saying, Hey, the story I'm telling myself right now is that I'm not good enough for you. And this is why. And, and by telling them that, and by saying that it's my stuff, it, it has nothing to do with them. Yeah. We can actually cultivate an even deeper connection, right. which has been really, really wonderful for me. Cause I'm like, I really don't have to hide anything. And it feels yeah. so good. And a lot of times people don't self. know what you're thinking. They have no idea how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So it's just like, you know, sharing your feelings, but then also saying, I understand this. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's you're your doing behavior the work and how I'm it. feeling. Yeah. I'm sharing that. And then I'm letting it go. We can work on yes. it. You can listen, or you don't have to listen. And you know, that. And yeah. And again, that's the awareness part. There's the awareness, there's the sharing and there's the doing the work. So it's like, yeah, that stuff comes up for me. I write it down in my next tapping session. I bring it up or I journal about it or I sit down at the piano and start writing a song. Oh yeah. Feel that. So, but it's the awareness, the sharing to cultivate the vulnerability and the authentic, like the deep, the deep relationships, right? Then I call it like vertical love. It's love that never stops. It's always growing. It's so beautiful, you know? And so and it's bringing all of that into how like we can heal in so many ways, right? Create, write, feel, tap, you know, 
it's, it's boundless. And so now I take my own tools that I teach my clients and I use them for myself. And then I post about how I use them for myself to show that, look, I'm a human too. I am fallible. I'm, I'm here in a body. Like, yes, we're eternal, perfect spirits, but like I'm here That's in a body right now. So I'm in this world with you. Let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, a, it's almost like you're, you're a teammate with yourself because we've got our mortal self and our spiritual self and we have to unite you know, and support ourselves. You know what I mean? It's like, so so many people are, are, don't, they're like so separate. And and there's that whole like integration, I guess is a, uh, you know, word for that, you know, to be integrated, to bring ourselves all in one and be like, we're okay. It's okay to have human feelings. Totally. And and it's even more okay to recognize that and allow ourselves to love ourselves no matter what, because like you're talking about your addiction, if someone's busy hating themselves, they're going to be stuck in addiction forever because Mm -hmm. it's not until you love yourself that you can, you can say, I'm okay. And I deserve to be happy. You know, and to have the willingness to change. That's the thing. It's like, I see a lot of people still in my meetings where they literally just are living in the cycle of negativity and they don't want to change. Yeah. That's your identity. And I'm like, I'm, I choose better. Mm-hmm. I choose my life every day. I choose that. That doesn't have to be my story anymore. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and living in that empowerment, it's, it's, there's a freedom to that. And I'm, and I'm just like, until you're ready, until you want this enough, I can't want it for you. I can want it all I want. I can pray for you. I can have faith, but like, until you want this for yourself. Yeah. And as, as uh, you know, uh, life coaches, hypnotherapists, or uh, that we can give them the tools, the motivation, we can be their, you know, cheerleader, but mm-hmm. it like it's a team. And, yeah. and sometimes, you know, you just got to tell your, you know, the, I've sometimes yeah. had to say to the client, look, I can't, you came to me, I'm not magic. I, well, I am magic, yeah. but I can't, <laughs> but I'm only magic with your help. You've got to believe, you know, yes. you've, you've got yes. to believe and you've got to, you've got to do your part. Like and you've got to do the work. You have to show up and do the yeah. work. Yeah. And same with my smoking clients. I, the first question I ask them before I even book their session, I'm like, do you really want to stop smoking? Because if you don't like you're wasting your money and my time. So exactly let's, let's figure this out. Cause I'm here for you. My and cat like, just, <laughs> sorry. I don't know if you saw that expression. My cat just decided to halfway jump on my lap. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's either up or down cat, not halfway. I might have to edit that face out and I'll leave it there. You, I love like, it. I love it. It's perfect. It's real life. It's real life. Yeah, I know. I'm being myself. I'm totally vulnerable to cat claws right now. <laughs> Can, anyway. So spirit, led you yeah. to Nashville. You're yeah. facing like this horrible time. I'm going to try to stop interrupting because it's so fun to talk to you about all this stuff. Yeah. But I, I want to get to the really big news about um, what I'm holding on to the end people here. So don't leave yet. We have a great announcement about Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, you'll read it in the details anyway. So if you just want to skip <laughs> that, you can go. But, um, but so you go to Nashville, you're, you're being told this is where you need to go. You, you, you deal with well a bunch known. of crap after you get there. Yep. You Breaking call. me down. Yeah. Stronger faith. When, when did you Stronger move here? What? When did you move? 
So I arrived in Nashville on March 3rd, which is 3-3, and I arrived at 3.33 a.m. because 3-3-3-3-3 are my special angel numbers, and I see them everywhere, every day, and anyone who follows me knows that. Um, And it's funny because I get messages from, like, I'll get DMs on Instagram from people all over the world being like, look, I saw 3-3-3 today, and they'll say it. Here it is. Yeah. I did the same thing with um, with twos, and I get the 11s mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. They're, yeah. Now, if not, you're watching I, the video, you probably just saw the cat walk out and his I tail know. go through that back door. So, I was going to say he made his appearance. <laughs> uh, yeah. No more scratching me. Oh. Yeah. So 3-3 is when I arrived. Yeah, March 3rd. And um, by the end of March, because March was when I went through all the stuff. It was like, it was literally compounded within two weeks of wow. moving. Here. I just literally lost everything, like everything that I thought was my sense of safety in this 3D world. And I realized, nope, it's the connection to the 5D, the infinite abundance in the, this divine realm that is always here to support us. We just have to ask. That's the other thing. Free will. We have free will in this life. We just have to ask for the help and it's yeah. there for us. But if we don't ask for it, of course you're going to be, you know, cause you're not empowered. Right. So and we have to be empowered enough to ask for right. the help. And the help will arrive. So, and smart enough to say yes when it's offered. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Don't talk. Oh, back in my addiction, I would be handed little opportunities like you wouldn't believe on a silver platter, and I would just push them away, uh, and I just ignore them, and <laughs> just yeah. like, what is it? now? I want to beat myself up. I'm like, nope, not going to beat myself up. No, you're not, <laughs> Jordan. Because it, you want, because you wouldn't be where you are right now. I, you know, yeah. I was like, my go-to is everything is happening just as it is supposed to be. When things mm-hmm. are going bad, I'm like, this is exactly as things are meant to be right now. Exactly. And exactly. just allow it because I know something better or there's a reason it's coming. Exactly. And, you know, trust and be patient. Yep. And so, so all that stuff happened the first week, like the first two to three weeks of March. And then boom, I, by the end of March, so the end of month one of being in Nashville and kind of coming out of this like smaller version of a dark night of the soul. But again, you you up level once you come out of that, you know, every breakdown leads to a bigger breakthrough. And I love that. So I, I'm like, okay, I invite in the breakdowns, but like, don't make them too bad, but I invite them (laughs) in so I can do the, the healing work to break through even more. And, um, so this breakthrough was, getting signed to a record label. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so that so happened. Exciting. That happened right away. And then we met at the Hypnobiz right after that. Yeah. In, in May. And um and I had just been signed and it was super awesome. And so now, you know, because I have one song out, Dead Sober, which I think you saw me perform live. Yes, I did. Awesome. And um and for you uh watchers and listeners, I will have a link to that um probably yes. the YouTube yes. follow um, me and subscribe. Yep. I'll and make sure things. I put the proper link in there. You can just click right on it and enjoy that really cool song. And, Beautiful. and you, yeah. you know, and you have many other songs too. Yes. So yeah. I have other songs that are out from like 2013. Cause again, back in my addiction, I got uh, songs on major TV shows. Like things were still happening then. It's just like, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't ready. Cause I was so afraid of success. And now I'm like, I'm not afraid of success anymore because I got over, like, I'm, I'm still working on the people pleasing, but I'm in recovery for people pleasing. I'm like, I found my voice. I found my message. I'm, I'm unapologetic about it. And you're dead sober. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And bold in my requests and, um, you know, just nothing is, nothing's impossible. And so then I, I'm signed by this label. I'm working with an amazing producer right now. I have two new singles coming out soon. They are amazing. And I cannot wait to share them with you all. Yeah. I'm going to start releasing a bunch more music now. So I've got, I've got a team. I have a manager. I have a PR team. I have agents so cool. for me, bookers. Um, I have the label, like everyone's working for me. And I, and, it, and it's so beautiful because in, in the past I wouldn't allow myself to receive it. Cause I didn't think I deserved it because we only accept the love we think we deserve. So yeah. I, people w- have always wanted to help me, but I wouldn't let them. People have always wanted to love me, but I wouldn't let them. And now I'm like finally allowing love into my life and I'm allowing people to help me and to join my team and to say, that's okay. And I deserve this and I allow myself to receive it. And sometimes I have to step into it every day. I step into receiving this and breathe it in and feel that expansion, you know, cause there's yeah. triggers that come up. There's unworthiness, undeservingness that comes up still to this day. You know, it's never I, it, before I get on a big stage, you know, like there's the butterflies and there's the moment of, Oh, Oh shit. Like this is really happening. And then, Man. and then I do it and I'm free, but it's, we always are going to have to be moving through fear, even at our highest levels. Yeah. You know, cause we're always, we're always getting better and greater and, and up leveling. And so then I, I've had all these other great musical opportunities performing live. Um, I almost booked a tour that was like a faith-based tour and I wasn't going to be paid, but it was like a tour. And I was like, this is amazing. And I really, really want this tour. And so I would pray. I was like, God, help me get this tour. Um, and then I always do pray this or better. Show me the greatest. Yes, I do that one too. Imagine. Yes. If not this, then something better. Yes. yes. So I thought though, I thought this tour was perfect. I thought it was literally just crafted for me. And I even had started telling people about it and then I didn't get on the tour. Ah. Like, wow. I was like, wow. Like what? And and I questioned, like, I never didn't believe God was there, but I questioned, I was like, what's going on? Like, yeah. And then my um, roommate housemate, who's also um, with the label and she's amazing, super, super um, music mastermind and connector. She's like, Jordan, there's something better out there for you. And I was like, what could be better? Like, what could be better? <laughs> this was so great. And then again, within a month, um, I get booked on a paid tour to 50 concerts Yay! Um, around the United States over these next 10 months. I'm um, so excited. <laughs> And the first date is in Alaska. I'm going to Alaska at the end of August. I'm so excited. And um, just th- like literally this was something that I couldn't even imagine. And it's, and it's like we try to put our tiny human minds into what we think is best for us when God has such a greater plan. Yeah. A much greater plan for us. So like I couldn't have even comprehended this would be available to me now at this point in my career. I thought, oh, that's only for like the huge stars, but no, this is just the beginning and I'm allowing myself to receive it and it feels really good. And I'm so excited. We, uh, well, so Jordan shared this on her Facebook page mm-hmm. and back in May, we had talked about doing a podcast video interview like we're doing right now. And I thought, okay, that's my sign because she's going on the road and I've got to catch her while she's still in one place. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, okay, t- time to get her on the interview. So, and also, cause I wanted to share this ahead of your tour 
and, and, you know, let people know as much as I can spread the word, um, as well as you to go find Jordan. And definitely. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, anyone who's watching, um, I'm really active on social. So like follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, Jordan Rystrom. Yep. Jordan, I'm, I'm Jordan Rystrom everywhere. So just Google my name and and I'll come up and yeah, let's connect. I'd love to hear your story. I'm super um, accessible in that way where I'm I'm here to connect. Like that's what what we're here to do. And social media, if you use it in the right way, it can be really powerful. Yeah. And I find that, um, you know, depending on like since, since HypnoBiz, um, meeting all those people that, so for those of you who don't know HypnoBiz, New York, what, it was an international gathering of uh, hypnos, uh, hypnos, yeah. well, hypnosis-based <laughs> people, uh, hypnotists, yeah. hypnotists, uh, a conference, and um, and I made so it, like you say, talk about reaching out. Um, yeah, I love my home base, uh, um, U.S.-based group, um, mm-hmm. but this was so interesting. People from all varieties of hypnosis not yeah um, not just the therapeutic but also stage hypnosis yeah. uh yeah, yeah all so, kinds so much fun but i'm i probably were talking about social media after yeah. that i must have picked up 75 new facebook friends and it continues yep. to grow and then from that yep. you know new groups and, and subgroups off right. of that and, and so it's great to yeah. network and meet all these people in the yep. same field and just so now what I see on my feed is just like everything's like, you know, I, I also, I'm also an artist. So all I see are, is art and, and helping fields. And it's really uplifting to get on there um, or people that are posting, you know, if I follow some groups about, um, you know, metaphysical stuff or mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. ancient aliens or stuff like that, you know, but it's, yeah. I'm being, um, I'm hoping it stays that way as the elections get closer. So I don't have... Sorry, people. Um, <laughs> like I said, I'm at my dad's house, my parents' house. So we get to hear that phone ring here. It's the real Great. world. Every yeah. time you hear the phone ring, you become more and more confident. Yeah. And, it's <laughs> <Every angels. time. laughs> yes, exactly. and I can tell it's my sister calling. Yay, so oh, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I loved, I yeah. loved HypnoBiz. I love all, all sorts of networking because we get to really curate the people that we want in our lives. That's the other yeah. thing. You don't have to put up with toxic people. Yeah. You can allow yourself to disconnect lovingly and with kindness and you can curate your Facebook page, to the people that you want to see. Like yeah. it's up to you. Like your mental yeah. health is more important. And, and, um, that, Oh, HypnoBiz was my first time presenting really? I presented yeah. and yeah. performed. And that was really yeah. fun. It was so, it was so fun. Wasn't it? I'm going to be presenting next yeah. year. So, um, I hope Beautiful. your schedule makes it so you're coming to HypnoBiz. I don't know. I hope so too. I hope um, I'm definitely like they already, uh, we already talked about performing. Um, I would love to present too, or or do, um, I think I might do a post conference workshop. Um, but yeah, I need to see the tour dates first before I can commit fully, but I'm like blend in. If I'm open. Yeah. And now there's the women hypno hypnosis that keep the, 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 Mm -hmm. the women hypnotist summit coming up in California next summer like a year from now and i'm going to be there presenting too so like so you got to make it to one of these or i'll just have to go i'll have to track you down where you're on tour and come see you at one of these yeah totally well the cool thing about this tour is that they're flying me in and out of each city so i get to live my life in nashville 
Oh, okay. They're going to actually let you go home. You don't have to like live in a grubby bus or something. No, That's no. It's, I'm telling you, I could have never imagined this. <laughs> and, and getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> getting sent there and paid. This is beautiful. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, people think of um, performers um, as, you know, like being rich, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. not necessarily true, but you're going to be. And oh, I can yeah. say, I'm already rich. I know who to borrow money from in the future, right? Yeah, well, you're, you're richer than someone with, you know, a whole time. But there is, there is that growing stage where, you know, you spend so much money and time building your venue, building your really? message and, and getting your songs and work out there. And so go support your local musicians, buy tickets. Yeah and um, buy CDs and buy MP3s and share her music. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah. I'm very excited for you. Yeah. And I'm here to get the, like, if like dead sober, for example, has touched so many lives in terms of it's a really good, I walk around singing it. It's a very, it's really, I mean, it's like I hear it'll just start singing in my head, you know, and it's a really, um, besides being a great message, it's a great song. It's just kind of really fun to just sing anyway, even if it wasn't tied to a wonderful message. So yeah, yeah you're very talented. You. And that's why I make it, you know, I'm not doing it for the money. Like the money will come when you follow your dreams. When you follow, exactly. when you tap into what you're here to do in the world, mm-hmm. the money will follow. So right now I'm just here to inspire. I'm here to create. And I just trust that I'm fully supported no matter what. Yeah. You got to love what you're doing, you know, and so mm-hmm. many people, like you, we talked about before, try to fit into a peg. They try to go to college for what am I going to make money at? And Mm -hmm. they kill themselves studying or doing something that they don't really have their heart, that their heart's not in it. And then they live and they kill themselves all their lives. Then they retire. You're my client. They come to me then. (laughs) Exactly. And then I I actually um, had, um, I, I referred because I couldn't, um, but I had clergy. I had somebody who was retiring clergy mm-hmm. um, wanting to make an appointment and I wasn't able to keep it. So I referred him to a friend, but, um, and here he was a clergyman all his life. And, and it was like kind of surprising to me that they face the same thing. I've had yeah. other professionals come after 30 years and they're retiring and they're lost Yeah, because that was their identity. So if totally. they had been just, you know, I guess he followed his heart, but then he kind of felt lost without his, you know, flock, right? Um, Whereas other people, they were business, 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 Mm -hmm. but they didn't have some other expression that was inside of them that doesn't matter if it's work or not, you know, because you'll always be able to make songs, I'll always be able to write, always be able to do hypnotherapy. Um, Yeah. I'll always be able to paint. Yeah. And and, yeah. Other thing is like, we're not, that's the other thing that people need to realize. We are not our career. Yes. That's not what brings our worth into this world. Yeah. We are worthy just for being born. Yeah. And it's not about what you do. It's about who you are inside and how you present yourself to those around you. I really think it's important is what kind of friend are you? What kind of um, you know, person are you at the checkout line in the grocery store? You know, yeah. it's like, what, what are you, what are you sharing that is you, not what you, not your job. And if yeah. you're doing your job, how are you, how are you being in your job? Exactly. How are you relating to people? You know, how can you bring more fun and play into your life? Yeah. 
I'm so like you met me. Like I bring fun and play into yes. everything. You are and fun. I, I believe you've in. You've got to be at the. Con- you've got to go to New York again, because we are going and dancing we- on that party yacht. <laughs> dancing cool. It's it is not, so fun. Not you shouldn't be ashamed to have fun and to feel and to dance. That is what we're here to do. So whatever you do in life, play. Allow yourself to play because our inner children. This yeah. is their. This is where we reconnect. And even yeah. if you don't believe in God, you can believe that you had a five-year-old you. So reconnect yeah. to that part of yourself and allow the joy and the play to come out in all that yeah. you do. She's still in there. As a matter of fact, the, um, the Bacon brothers, you, you know, the, the duo they play, it's Kevin Bacon and his uh, brother, who unfortunately I always forget his name because Kevin's famous there. <laughs> but they play uh, music and they just uh, put out a video called Play. And oh, it has fun. like, and they, yeah. they asked for input from people of them playing. And yeah. uh, I, I, you know, so I thought that's, you know, it's true. Yeah. It's cute. It's like, uh, talk about, you gotta play. You gotta yeah, have, we fun. have to play. And um, my friend, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend, Gary Ware. He just did a Ted talk. Um, he's a play expert. Well, how cool. Yeah. He did a TEDx uh, talk on bringing play into your life and into your workplace. Mm-hmm. And it, it's changes everything. Even if you are like, if you're, if you're listening right now and you're like, I am stuck in a corporate job and I need to provide for my family and I really don't feel like there's a way out, at least right now, but what can I do to make my life, you know, 5% better? Play, add play into what you're doing. Yeah, you I, um, I, I uh, did a podcast recently um, about perceptions, but that was more about people. But also one of the things I like to present if I have the opportunity to speak to a group of working people is what, how can you change your perceptions about where you are? You know, and, and you would understand that is like, Oh, my job sucks. Right. Or you can say, I'm grateful. I have a job and it gives me the money to provide for the things I want. So, mm-hmm. you know, you may not like your job. You may not like getting up in the yeah. morning because like people say, Oh, I hate getting up. Say, I'm grateful. I can get my feet on the floor yeah. and stand up out of bed. It all and, yeah. a perception of how you look at the people around you. Even if you got the, the grumpy coworker, you know, you can, you can say mm-hmm. he's probably having a bad day and I'm not going to let it affect me. As a matter of fact, instead of being grumpy back, I'm going to try to do something nice for that person. And they'll probably look exactly. at you a little astounded, but like it can change yeah. the whole dynamic. If you mm-hmm. get the ball rolling with some positivity. Yes. Know? And language is so important. And I wanted to, yeah throw this out there. One small change you can make in your language is instead of using the word, but replace it with the word and, and it will change your life. So, I have heard that before and I forget to use it. Yeah. yeah I, I noticed. Like I was going to say, Oh, yeah. let's, and, and, and yeah. because like, I, I don't have enough money. What, what was it? I'm trying to think of an, a good example. I have, I have $200 in my bank account, but I want to take a vacation. Right. Think about how limiting that is. Mm-hmm. And instead you can say, I have $200 in my bank account and I want to take a vacation that yeah. creates a space yeah. for possibility. It's and a lot that, expansive. It yeah. creates a space to create something from that. But a, but the word, but is a cut word. It's, yep. a, it's like separating you, say, like taking away your power again. So it's like, um, and I catch myself saying, but too, and then I'll replace it in the moment. And then with practice, I swear it will be gone like within like six months you guys practice for six months but it's like I'm doing this and this 
Yeah. I studied LLP and NLP <laughs> and so I should know, but, but no should. I should know, and <laughs> I, I'm getting better at it. I, I catch myself all the time and, and Hey, and uh, also about switching out words from one that has the, the negative and versus mm -hmm. the positive. So like the thing of saying, um, uh, I, instead of saying, I feel tired saying, I am not feeling very energetic. Yeah. Uh, and instead the of action saying, word, making it the positive word. And so I will share that with yeah. people. However, I, I catch myself yep. needing, yep. you know, there's yep. my humanness needing yep. me to tell myself that too. Exactly. And yep. instead of saying, sorry, I'm late or sorry that the phone rang saying, uh -huh. thank you for your patience. Exactly. You for being here with us. Changes, as we're It human. changes the energy. It mm -hmm. changes mm -hmm. from, you know, a low to a thank you to a positivity mm -hmm. plus yeah. that also helps the person uh, that you're dealing with not maybe jump all over you if you're thanking them. Yep. <laughs> you know, what yep. are they going to say when you said thank you? <laughs> There's a nice little trick for you uh, to use yeah. as well is show gratitude for, for them and they might just back off from their negative feelings of you, you know, having to, you know, feeling like, you know, what you would normally be apologizing for is, is mm -hmm. showing gratitude. Totally. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I can't wait to, so you start your tour when? August 30th. Coming up. Okay. So a month from now, you're going to be in Alaska singing mm -hmm. and it goes from there and we're going to have the link for your tour. We're going yep. to have the link to your uh, dead sober, which is the one that is, coming up and getting up on those charts that's really yep. getting some yep. and also is um kind of like right now at this yep. moment it's sort of like mm -hmm. your your poster for your your life and how yes. you feel uh yep how you got where you are is yeah. yourself to feel everything yeah um, feel everything no matter what all yeah. the stuff everything good and bad because we can't feel joy if we haven't felt pain the more pain we allow ourselves to feel the more there's a space to fill that up with joy yeah it, it, it helps it get out because otherwise you're trying to just mm, mm, you know hold it in it's yep. like that once you let it feel it can disperse and and then that yep. would get me into that whole metaphysical um not metaphysical even like body electricity and and um some of the techniques like tapping and that's yep. But that, help, that helps break that energetic tie to these emotions that it allows it to disperse and release. And then you make room for the good stuff to yeah. take over. Yeah. Anyway, there's all. so much. Like, there's so up much. and out. Yeah, up and up. All right. That's someone else's sound. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I know we've been talking for a while, but um, I'm so glad I got to talk to you. And I'm going to get all the links I need from Jordan. I'm going to put them in the yeah. description. So please go yes. there and please, yeah, follow me on social. I just, I'm launching a new website, awakentheglow.com um, with all my healing and my services and coaching and all of that. So if this, that interests you guys at all, um, definitely reach out. Um, I'm so excited to launch my new site. So that's getting that all prepped and planned. You're going to be and, busy. Oh yeah. Busy, busy. And then jordanrestroom.com is all my music stuff. So all the things are happening. Everything is good. I am so grateful for you having me on the show, Desiree. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. 
No, thank, thank you, you for being here. And I'm so glad to see you. You know, it's been, yeah, I was really looking forward to this. So hopefully next time it'll be in person. And for sure. good luck on the road. I'll be watching. Thank you. Okay, thank I love you. you. And I'm going to click off here and then I'll say goodbye okay. again.